Section five of the Rose Colored World and Other Fantasies. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Melissa Green. The Rose Colored World and Other Fantasies by Ethel Mary Brody. The Princess and the Cupbearer. In the days of the fairies, there was once a great princess, a beautiful princess. Dark eyes like the deep sea glowed proudly upon the world, the pride of innocence. Dark chestnut hair waved freely on every breeze, the freedom of ignorance. Grace and goodness molded her heart and frame, the grace of unconscious womanhood, the goodness of the fairy godmother. And loved by all in her kingdom was this princess beautiful. In the court was it known that a great betrothal was sealed in the childhood of the loved princess. A betrothal to a great prince. When the princess neared the age of twenty-one, the glorious marriage was to be consummated, and queendom was to sit on her fair brow. For the princess beautiful was still a child, and the king and queen were long dead. Only once had the princess seen the prince. Years ago, as little children, they had caught a sunny glimpse of one another. Only a glimpse. But years had passed. Years of sunlight and shadow, and no prince came. Years had passed, and the princess grew in pride. Why should she choose whom the realm preferred? Why this one prince? Were there no others? By what right had her king-father sealed her life away? Years added to the anger of the princess. She thought just anger. And none of this prince would she have unless love, too, came with him, and that was scarce likely. Indeed, she had no need of his love. When the ancient cupbearer died, it was summertime around the palace. The scent of roses streamed from the garden, but the princess mourned her faithful servant. Pages were dispatched with the news to the surrounding villages. The princess needed a new cupbearer, and the sun bathed her fair face as she stood weeping on the palace terrace. No thought had she for the butterflies or the birds who fluttered near and loved in the sunshine. No sweet note of the summer wind as it harped among the trees touched her ear. It was the birth of sorrow to the princess, but a gentle beginning and the heart of the girl softened in the faint gray light. In a day of sunniest splendor came the new cup-bearer, a day of violet clouds and stillness, a day of orchard bloom. The melody of birdland shrilled everywhere. Roses breathed and whispered on the terrace. Sunlight and shadow danced together in the woodlands, and the princess smiled sadly as she watched the play of the fountains and listened to the merry splash of the water. Accustom herself she must to this new cup-bearer. But, ah me, how the princess mourned the ancient one, the faithful one of her palace home. Many days had the new cupbearer been at the palace. Humble was he, very humble, very thoughtful. But the old reserve of the princess came back. He was not the ancient cupbearer. So the servant spent hard days, days of lowly service, days of gentle attention, days when the princess haughtily ignored him, days when she proudly commanded. The least fault brought a flash to her eyes, and if he so much as lifted his eyes to hers she flushed and was angry, and if, by accident, he touched her hand in serving she ordered him away. The softness of the princess hid in a citadel. The old cupbearer was dead. An intruder was this new one, this youthful cupbearer. Nothing asked the princess about this new cupbearer. She did not care. He did his duties. Was not that enough? But all in the palace soon learned to love the new cupbearer, 
He was kind and he was true, and as brave as he was handsome. But the princess passed on her way, mourning over the ashes of the dead, with the sunlight splashing over the palace, the terrace, the fountains, and the roses. The red, red roses. In the garden of the princess grew one lovely rose-bush. Roses they were as red as the dawn and sweet as the breathing dews of eventide. Every day the cup-bearer gathered a rose from the bush and laid it by the cup of the princess. And there it faded, on notice. And rose by rose laid he fresh and tender as the months glided into autumn and the princess observed nothing. So they all faded, and the cup-bearer sadly tore their leaves and threw them to the winds. For the princess heeded nothing but the ashes of the ancient. And winter came apace. One sulky day the lonely princess wandered away on the snows far away. Up a mountainside she clambered into the rarefied air, but a storm burst on the mountain peak. Great clouds of snow hurled their arms around the princess. Wild winds roared through gully and vale, white walls of snow clung to the cliffs, and soon the princess was lost in the mad whirl of wind and snow. Night closed in, and all the palace was anxious. No princess came home. Lights flickered over the countryside and through the woods as watchers searched for the lost woman. No one thought of the mountain. No one but the cupbearer. Silently alone, he sped across the snows, rapidly beat his heart as anxiety winged his heels. Reckless of his life, on and on he rushed through the wild storm, guided by an inward light brighter than the sun. Upward he struggled on the mountainside, careless of cliff and boulder. Upward he braved the hurricane of wind and hail, for the heart of the cupbearer shone like a guiding star. Weary and frightened and weak, the lost princess lay beneath a fallen rock, timid of the storm's power, lonely in the wail of the gale. Only a woman, after all. Gently, the cupbearer raised the lifeless princess. Warmly he nestled her against his breast, and firmly he trod down the mountainside. A cupbearer indeed, but the man of the palace. And days passed for the sick princess, sore weary days. They were days of grey light for the cupbearer. But again the sun darted among the roses, and the ice of the fountains melted into bubbles, and once more the cupbearer served his princess. But his hands trembled as he served. When duties were done, he slipped away to his lonely room, and the princess wondered. No more were the red roses gathered from the garden. They faded, neglected on the bush. No more tender rose leaves sped upon the winds, messages, broken messages from the cupbearer's heart. Day by day the princess looked and longed for the roses. She dared not ask the cupbearer. Dawn was breaking through the grey light of her mind. The roses smelled sweeter than they ever had. How warmly gleamed the sun, how merrily danced the fountain. What enchantment lingered in the notes of the bird. How happily loved the butterflies. And what lyre was this that sang and thrilled in the woodland? The wind? Ah, me, how beautiful the world! So beautiful! And thus came love to the princess. But the child of sorrow grows to womanhood. One dark day the cupbearer appeared no more. No gentle service, no quiet attentions greeted the princess, and violets mingled their fragrance with the red roses. And long nights the lone princess gazed dry-eyed up to the stars. Would this inward pain never cease, this hunger never be satisfied? How cruelly the red roses breathed upon the night. They sickened her. How silent the great dark sky! Would it never, never speak and answer what she dared not ask? The day drew near for the marriage of the princess to be celebrated. Great and splendid preparations filled the palace with busy pages, grand dames, and gay courtiers. 
the rustle of silk and velvet the clink of spurred heels laughter and minstrelsy echoed in the tapestried halls and out in the courtyard wreaths of flowers festooned the palace walls and silken pennons flaunted with sprightly grace from every window red roses trailed from the ancient tapestries red roses drooped from the old portraits of kings and queens red roses filled the great palace with their fragrance the terrace hummed with converse and sang with music the avenues thudded beneath horses hoofs and the glint of satin and steel flashed in the park woods and in the rose gardens but no one dared touch the lone bush of the red roses so the princess had commanded and no one guessed the truth far away rang out a bugle call the prince was coming to her tower hastened the princess how beautiful she looked on her wedding day anxiously her eyes scanned the many avenues and cruelly she dug her pink nails into the palms of her hands how bravely she lifted her proud head alack how the blue eyes filled with unshed tears but her nostrils quivered proudly and the fire of battle burned in her eyes it must be done splendidly rode the glittering array of soldiers winding along the avenues what a clatter of spears what a flame of steel gleaming in the sunshine how merrily they rode as if to a festival indeed the horses shook their mane and lifted their hooves in the proud consciousness of being ah me how glorious and how sad and the breath of the red roses distilled in the air the heart cry of the princess broke amid its sweetness but no one knew and no one saw on came the glittering the dauntless array where rode this wonderful prince ah there was he in the lead but a visor hid his face twas well what pretty work lay before him on this the wedding day of the princess let him hide his face twere soon enough seen before many hours crossed the red roses down from the tower came the princess and into the great throne-room she glided like a swan on the surface of a serene sea darkly gloomed the wainscoting of the old oak walls and darkly frowned the ancestral portraits of king and queen and dully hung the ancient tapestries but joy of joys how sweet the red roses on her throne how thickly the pages had embowered the gilded tyranny what cared she a red rose large full and beautiful nestled in her bosom slowly the great hall doors were opened quickly the hall filled with knights and ladies softly quivered the music from unseen galleries and there in the entrance stood the prince visored clad in silver armour long white plumes flowing from his crest and still the fragrance from the red roses weighed upon the atmosphere steadily stood the princess on her golden throne among the roses pale as new-blown snow was she eyes afire with a wild light in the silence of the assembled courtiers and dames she spoke not to this man give i my hand not to any prince however fair his realm however great his treasures however powerful his armies no my heart is given already my life goes with it and humble indeed is my choice even would i give my throne for my love even my golden crown and my choice is the cup-bearer there was silence for the space of a few moments in the grand assembly and then the princess clutched the red rose at her breast and stood aghast trembling for the prince had raised his visor as he stood amid his knights smiling to his beloved princess he said softly yet so clearly that it could be heard to the uttermost corners of the great throne-room like a silver chime breaking across a silent sea the cup-bearer I am he and prince as well, and I shall serve you, my princess, so long as red roses last. End of section 5. Recording by Melissa Green.